Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Listen there, come in, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Graceland After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking season three, episode three, entitled "Sense Memory." Great episode. Um, I'm your host for the evening, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H N L E M I E U X. Go ahead and go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a comment on there. We'll give you a shout out later in the show, as well as going to YouTube, hit that thumbs up button right there, and leave a comment in the live chat. I'm going to get in the live chat here in just a second, but. Before I get in the live chat, I have to give a shout out to my amazing co-host, Stephanie Georgie, always keeping me level. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. And uh, she catches the things that I don't catch and vice versa. And guys, you know what? We, We didn't really talk about it. For the, for the last week or so, who our guest was tonight, because right. we didn't know about it for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to last minute get an amazing guest. We have... Go ahead. Miriam Sinead. Oh, yeah. Where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, Miriam Sinead. Perfect. <laughs> really no hugs and kisses and smiley face after a ton of. All right, I love you. Hugs, kiss, hugs, kiss, hugs and kisses. Are you sure breaking out the L word that soon with Ari is? It is appropriate? what it is. You just gotta do it. She's a child. Remember, a twenty-year-old child. <laughs> All right, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, guys, like go that. ahead and uh, follow Miriam on Twitter at M A R. Y A M C N E. Yes. She needs more Twitter followers. Oh, yes, I hope I can. <laughs> and I'll give you a little hint. We're going to be seeing her a little bit more this season, aside from this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. So we are talking about season three, episode three, Sense Memory. Um, overall thoughts of the episode. What did you guys think of it? I loved it. It was a good episode for me. Yeah. I got excited. I was really into it. Same. Same as her. I was really into it. There you were literally in. It. I was into it. <laughs> Super into it. Um, so I'm opening the live chat right now. But the first thing we're going to cover on tonight's episode, because I guess that's just how my notes are in order right now, uh, Carlito's story. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the one that's furthest away from everything that's going on with the Armenians. And, and where it's we leave small off enough so that we can just... Yeah, I think we should go Carlito, Mike, and then talk about Charlie, and then go into the Armenia storyline. Which is kind of what I'm paraphrasing it as on my notes. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to ML Pictures and Nicolas Melendez and the lovely Mystic and Fly So High Kelfie in our live chat saying that Miriam Snay was awesome. Can't wait to see her in more episodes. And, uh, yeah, everyone's thinking I can't wait to discuss this episode because holy crap. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Graceland holy crap. You know? Yep. Right. Hashtag Redeem Page, maybe. <laughs> She's coming back. She wasn't that bad today. I, I liked her. So... She didn't have She's, her own storyline this today. She was really the Jakes of the of the episode today because yes, exactly. Jakes was part of Johnny's storyline. She was part of Mike's storyline. Mm-hmm. She and, was just trying to look out, and she wasn't being too much. And she saved Mike, so we gave her cool points this episode. She's actually talking to Mike now. Great, <clears throat> fantastic. I know, women. You I know how the, we like to switch <laughs> it up all the time. As long as she looks as good as she does, I think. Every, she's right. Good, right? What was she wearing? I that know. thing. I was like, are you serious? I love her hair. So like, like, can someone put that on Instagram, please, so that we can learn how to like make her outfits that way? <laughs> Dressed like her. Yeah. yeah. Dressed like you're going to betray your teammate and ex-boyfriend. Hey. Yeah. I um, I already told you that 
on the first episode, when I saw Sorinda, I saw her like in downtown. She had the cutest outfit on ever, and I was like, Dad, I want to copy her. Oh well, yeah, she looks good all the time. <laughs> she does. She's a cutie. She's awesome. Um, just not the character so far. Actually, this episode a little bit better. Uh, I do like that Briggs kind of brought her down to earth and kind of reminded us that. You know, somebody in the house still remembers that she betrayed everyone. Right. Because he's like, especially when, when he's offering Colby to stay in the house and Mike says that Paige is, no, Paige decided to rescind her papers. You don't understand at that point what's in Briggs' mind, why he's so upset by that. But then when he approaches her, she's like, he's like, you can't stay in this house. Yeah. You betrayed us. You betrayed all our trust. And then she equips back with the whole, like, do you even know what you yeah. did to Charlie? And I'm thinking, bitch, that's not your Yeah. But I mean, but he has a... She has a point. She has a point. Yeah. Exactly. She has a point. Cause he's Odin. I mean, he's I Odin. was like, bro, you did a lot to stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> he did a hell of a lot. All right. So let's uh, let's get back into... Tor- or let's actually start Carlito Starline. So Mike goes into Graceland, basically drops a bomb, says Carlito... Or not Carlito, says Sid Markham is dead. And uh, meanwhile, Briggs is trying to locate Colby's phone. We kind of get that line, so it makes sense when we go into Briggs' storyline. And Mike decides that it's time to take the case and shut it down. Getting Carlito is not worth, or getting Carlito is not worth letting this drug trade continue on. So they're just gonna take the win. And uh, Briggs says, "Let's settle for a victory and take the win." And Paige is like, yeah, we can move within the hour. And Johnny's just pissed off because Johnny doesn't want this to happen because Johnny's a two-faced little mother. No, he's not. He's in love. Johnny's in love. love. What happens when you're in love? You do stupid stuff. Yes, love is blind. And right now, this fool is blind. We're seeing, uh, what is it? Here, I'll ask you, Miriam. Oh, no. I I asked Jamie Gray Heiner, but what is it about drug and mafia members and their really sexy daughters and just driving people insane. Oh, you're right. She's daughter number two on the show. She is. She's drug daughter number two, oh, yeah. driving a man to make stupid mistakes. I, you know, it is what it is. What can I say? It's Girls just when... run the world. Girl, I think. Yeah. We run the world. We run the world. <laughs> it's, like our, it's like already said. It's like, when she come out of the pool party, just dripping and that tight drip. <laughs> right? God. She has a really nice puts, everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like a velvet I, glove. I, I, I the more you know. know. There you yeah. go. Reading rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Ma. Sorry, Pa. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I almost just made a joke I'm not going to make. I know, don't, because your jokes are dirty. So (laughs) we were all saved for that one, guys. You were all saved. But I was no, that it's so dramatic. You're right. It's something about the daughters and their lives, and because they can get what they want, but they can't at the same time. So that any little good thing that happens, they hold on to it for dear life. I think it's the the, it's the Romeo and Juliet complex. Absolutely, forbidden love. People who are supposed to be bad, and that one member of the family who's good. And or just not as bad as the rest, mm-hmm. but they happen to be really sexy, and you're just like, eh, not get what I want. I could sleep with the drug lord's daughter, I guess. I yeah. get away with it. Always get away with that. Yeah. Hashtag the puts is worth it. Oh. The puts is worth it. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yes. Get that good, good. All right. So um, basically, there's a strike. They're waiting for them to drop the goods. They're, we we saw last season that they discovered the way that they're going to uh, bring these drugs in is through driving them from a cargo plane, uh, using a raft so the box doesn't just absolutely blow apart and bust all the product up. Mm-hmm. We see the drop. The box hits the ground safely. And it's at this point where I'm just like, damn it. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, yeah, uh, Steven nailed it before. I didn't know. I was like, oh, no. 
it's not. Well, it's just... good writing because I don't see it beforehand. Like it's at least right when it's about to happen, and mm-hmm. not like ten episodes back. Like right, I didn't right. like I wasn't in season two, episode three, seeing like Johnny's gonna betray betray mm-hmm. them all and tell them about the drop point. So it, it was good. I like to I like to see what's happening as they're unfolding, and mm-hmm. this is kind of it, it, I That's like getting that epiphany feeling. And the mm-hmm. show was really good if you pay attention to what's happening in the episodes that. That wasn't shade on you, Stephanie. Uh, you get that epiphany feeling as mm-hmm. the scene's happening. So, of course, they open it, and it is just chickens. But as they were driving up, man, there's a shootout. They shoot a guy in the face. He gets shot in the face. Uh, machine guns, surprising that nobody else got killed. They open it. There's chickens, and Mike is just having... Mike's just going bananas counting these chickens. Yeah. He's, he's counting these chickens after they've hatched. He's trying to... He's like chickens. Oh my god! This has to do with the birds, my dreams, or whatever the birds, his experience the between the two worlds. He wanted there to be forty-seven chickens mm-hmm. so he could find purpose in life. His right? Epiphany, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, we all just want to find forty-seven chickens for per- for purpose in life at ten ten a.m. Yeah, yeah, and they're red birds. There you go. Yeah. Um, so he's freaking out. Meanwhile, somebody pulls a gun and starts shooting at him, and he's just a boss. I was waiting for him to just like be standing there. And then just pull out his gun and just shoot the guy and just continue staying. That would have been... I was waiting for him to get shot again. I was like, yeah. oh my... But like in, in the vest. I thought it was going to get shot in the vest. Like, not to die, but just to... Oh, and then fall down. But no, and he stood there like a boss, like you said. That was ridiculous. Thank God Sarin- or, uh, Paige was there to shoot him up. How different would this season have been if Paige immediately jumped in front of the bullets and took a bullet and died? In episode three of no. season three. Oh man, that would have been nuts. Like, it would have gone so dark so fast because they're saying this is the darkest season yet. It would have been. And but then if they been killed the house, off Paige, I'm just like, kidding. I would not have seen that coming. Yeah, Excuse I wouldn't either. Oh, no, me neither. That would have been like some freaking Patrick Dempsey status of like, we're just. Wait, what? Shh. Hold on. I don't know what you're talking about, so don't don't say anything. This is about a movie, not a show. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. I just, if you're referencing something, I'm not caught up, so I don't want to hear If you know what I'm referencing, I'm sorry, but if you don't know what I'm referencing, I'm not sorry. You said no spoilers. I said no Graceland spoilers. I know, right? True, but hey. (laughs) Anyway. I'm uh, behind on everything on television, so it's like, just don't even have conversations with me about it. So Walter White in Breaking Bad. Shut up, right? She doesn't know. She doesn't. I know. I watched all of it. It was all right. Yeah, no. I know. I know how you feel about it. Go ahead. Okay, Graceland. so they're in Tijuana because we have a yellow filter, which means we're in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're automatically south of the border. You walk into Sepia or Sepia, whatever you want to pronounce it as. Johnny's at a boat yard. He has a locker with a number to the boat. Is he expecting body parts? What is he expecting? Is he expecting Lucy's hand? Mm-hmm. Opens the locker. It's full of drugs. All the drugs that were supposed to be in the drop are now in the boat. And then Jake's pops up. Jake's felt. Have any of you watched Dexter? Uh, no. no. In Dexter, Michael C. Hall's dad talks to him like as not really a hallucination, but just like in the back, his subconscious speaking. Oh, like the person that doesn't exist but is there is speaking. There, Jake's them. felt like that. <clears throat> I felt like Jake's wasn't really there for like a good two minutes oh. into the scene, and I was like, oh, he really is there. Okay. Oh, like you thought that Johnny was like, man, what would someone be telling me right now? Kind of. Um, it's just the whole like, the whole sitting with your like arms weird. on your knees kind of yeah. feeling, and Jake's is like yeah. off kilter, not level with Johnny. And he just kind of appeared. Yeah, I was like, I feel, I thought, I honestly thought it was like a sequence of Johnny kind of second-guessing himself. Like, he's right. he's freaking smuggling drugs into the country without the FBI's knowledge in this case. He doesn't have a, he's like very deep undercover without anyone really knowing how deep he is. Mm-hmm. And then Jake suddenly appears and you're thinking, okay, like, 
Where the hell did this come from? Or maybe it was, and you're just like, hey. Right? No. Yeah, he comes in the house later. <laughs> can't do that anymore. Um, but Jake's J- peeps everything out. Jake's when he showed up. up, and he was like, what are you doing, He's dude? like, man, they're going to kill Lucia. No, he Bro. No, he doesn't. She's like, no, he doesn't say that, actually. <laughs> They're going to kill Lucia. Right on. If right I don't on. save her. And uh, Jake says, man, you're trying to invent new ways to be incompetent. Jake's always with the great lines that burn mm-hmm. the shit out of you. Pardon my language. Um, and Johnny says, hey, I finally realized I'm not Briggs. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, J- Sorry, that's ne- that's in the later scene. Jake's tells him you're not Briggs, right? And Johnny says he wants, and Jake says he wants to know what what's going on. Johnny tells Jake's everything that's happening, and Johnny tells him to go home while he figures out his plan. Jake's hops on the boat, and Johnny's actually smiling at this. He's like, okay, finally he's got yeah, somebody he's, on his side. Exactly. And I think he's always just wanted to be the Briggs in the situation where mm-hmm. he's the one leading the charge and has the backup instead of just being the guy on the sniper rifle. Right, but he also just wants someone to, like, trust him. So Jake's going into it, he's like, alright, fine. At least he's, like, giving me something. Some, yeah, he's giving me something. And he's the he's like the baby brother, where they never let, help him do anything. They always leave him by himself, so now he's just getting, at least he has someone who has his back, and it makes him feel good. I mean, it's a two-way street, though, Johnny. Like, he's not freaking telling anyone anything. Yeah. So, like, he true. finally has somebody to trust him. Like, But he doesn't say anything because of... Because because he has that persona to him, he has right. that complex where no one's going to look out. Yeah, but he needs he needs help right now because if he didn't go to if we didn't see Jake's enter the picture here, and Jake's good on you keeping tabs on your teammates. Right. Like Johnny would definitely been dead in this episode. They they're like Brandon. They're like Brandon. You're not going to have a main storyline right now, so it's going to be like seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Season We're just going to make sure, because you don't have a main storyline, you're just going to tag along on everyone else's storyline, so you'll be in every, every episode. Yeah. All right, a fantastic cool, supporting I'm actor. I'm down. Am I going to get to, get to am I gonna get to see my son again? Maybe. Hey, it's, it's, it's awesome when you see an actor like that, though. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. can still carry their weight in this scene. You know what I mean? They're still relevant, even though they don't have their own story. Like, kudos to him, because that just makes them... We like well, to watch he's so him. The reason why he's so good is that... I remember what I was saying about the other actor. What was the other actor who came in? The one that... Oh, Evan Jones. Colby. Okay. Colby, right. <clears throat> so I was saying how I liked his demeanor, right? So I always like Jake's demeanor amongst everyone because he's the glue. He makes everything seem natural. Right. Like, it, it becomes a regular scene and not just a scene that we're watching because we're watching television. Because when it's between Briggs and Charlie, it's always going to be dramatic. It's yeah. always... You need the third body there. Jake's is like the commentary in between. Like, there's all these, like, specific storylines and things that are happening, but he kind of just puts it together and, like adds a little bit more to it. Right. That would make it a reality. And gives it the comedic thing of, like, the normal guy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, do you even know what side Starboard is? And he's like, it's this side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's Port. Grunts at him. He's like, be Starboard. Right. Like, you don't mess with Jake's, man. I, I like their chemistry, Jake. Me too. And, um, I like Jake's chemistry with everyone. He has the best yeah. relationship with everyone. He has a really good presence. He's got those dreads. Yeah. Dreads go a long way. Dreads go a long way. Um, so they're at the Yacht Club, and Johnny admits that he's not Briggs, and that he'll need his help. Actually, that's after this scene. My notes are out of order. So Jake's is seasick. They're on a boat, and Jake says, I hate boats, Johnny. Um, Johnny gives this... This is probably the best acting I've seen out of out of Manny Montana throughout the entire series. Really? This scene... Well, it's, it's just... It was, it was like a nice little monologue there? It was a good monologue, but it wasn't overplayed. He wasn't mm-hmm. trying to show his cojones. He wasn't trying to be someone else. He wasn't trying to be the best. He was just being a human talking about somebody and putting his situation in pers- into perspective. He's like... I did like the perspective. 
Yeah, he's like, you know those drama masks, one's sad, one's happy, and he's like, Lucia is like that. But us guys don't know how to say emotions. Formulate. Yeah, we don't know how to formulate sentences. So he creates this terrible analogy. Yeah. But when you expand upon it, it's sweet and actually has meaning and like makes sense to him as a character. And that's what I liked. It wasn't some on-the-nose analogy that they could have used because honestly Johnny doesn't seem like the type of person who would make that up. It just this is the most real scene I've yeah. seen his dialogue be. And I like that it was done in the ocean because Mother Ocean gives us perspective always, serenity. you know, serenity and so it was one of those things where you knew he was sitting there and he had the time to think and formulate any type of analogy like you know, it was because it was so random, but that just goes to show you what's on his head. Like he's tripping about Lucia, actually fell for her and then I loved the comparison. I thought it was perfect. Me too. And I love the vulnerability. And I, I think anytime a guy gets vulnerable and lets you see that side mm-hmm. of him, it's it's the you know it's the craft. What we're it's seeing craft, what we're seeing this season more than any other season is that people, when they have their like in first season of Graceland, nobody would talk to each other. Second mm-hmm. season, nobody would talk to each other until the end. Now we're mm-hmm. seeing people talking to each other, and it's kind of having the effect like the psychiatrist. Right. Briggs talks to them at the beach. They have the campfire. He lets it out, and that's why they're able to move forward. Johnny's character has kind of been in limbo since mid-second season to now with Carlito, mm-hmm. and now he's letting it out, and this is where his story can progress. They've put him on hold enough that now he can tell another member of Graceland, and we can move his story forward, which is great. It means the pacing is actually understandable. He says she's got a diamond hard side, but she's also got a really... It feels like somebody made her wear a sad mask her entire life. Yeah. But if somebody let her wear a happy one, it'd be pretty awesome. And then Jake says the worst line he can do and says, we'll get her out, man. And then he says the second worst line you can say in a TV series, it can't get much worse. Yeah. And that's where Johnny drops the bomb of saying that he's the one who killed Sid. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Tells him what's Well, happened. at least that was the, the the worst part. At least, like, you know, yeah. Border Patrol didn't show up or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um... I mean, not so border, then, co- coast, whatever. Coast Guard. Coast Guard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Border Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free over oh here. God. Yeah, girl, you got it. So, Johnny says that, um, sorry, Johnny basically gives us another speech. It shows another side of his character where he's killed people before, he's done things before, but he's never lost sleep over it. But the fact that he killed Sid it didn't feel like he was in the line of duty. It didn't feel like anything like that. Mm-hmm. He executed Sid. Because it was for personal reasons. That's why, way, yeah. Well, it's not. <clears throat> and it's because Sid was on his side at that time. Exactly. Right. I was going to say that it had to do with him trying to get into help, so he twisted his words up, and it wasn't even involved with like his bureau or anything like that. So it was, it was a just sucker sketchy. Punch. Yeah. It was a sucker punch. Like Sid was too good of a character to go out that way. Mm-hmm. And this is the writer's way of telling us, we know that, so we're going to make this character pay for killing one of your favorite characters. Oh, so, one more thing in the Carlito storyline is that they're at the Yacht Club, and then he admits to Jake's that he needs his help. They go back to Graceland. This is where Briggs is doing his gigantic meeting, and Johnny's like, for the second time, this is the second scene we've had like this, where Johnny's like, look, guys, I need your help. I'm, And even Jake says, he's hanging by a thread. Like, yeah. this guy's... Okay. he's way in over his head and again Briggs is like nah he's like I need your help on this so I feel like we're going to have even though people are backing Johnny I feel like this is not the best time for him either Mm because even if they do help it might be too late and and Johnny's head is just somewhere else so I think that right when that happened that situation I was like oh great he's going to get buttered again he's like "All right, cool just dismiss my ass because nothing that I do is important and he seems used to it 
So it's like, oh, okay. Like you right. said, it's just all over again, so... So we get this this crazy scene at the boatyard where John or where Johnny and Jake's are really bonding, and right after that it cuts to commercial. And with with shows that cost a lot of money like this, you have sponsors just like our after shows. We have sponsors here, and one of our sponsors is actually Mazda. And I have one question for you guys: Does driving matter to you? There's over 4 million miles of road in the United States to find out. That's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of highways, freeways, wrong ways, and long ways. They're all there, just waiting to be driven on. So you take that left turn at Albuquerque or just keep going. Do you wake up early Sunday morning for a drive before the traffic does? Or do you just take that long, winding road home for a change? If driving matters to you, just get out and drive. Why? Because driving matters. Mazda. Thanks, Mazda, for the sponsorship. Now let's go ahead and get back from commercial break in oh, Graceland so to the that Charlie so story. I was like, ooh, does she know what's going on? Driving matters. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, it does. Yeah, I was like, yes, I live in Southern California. You can't do anything unless you drive. Yeah. There you go. Good job. So let's move into the Charlie storyline. So Mm -hmm. just a quick catch-up. Charlie's trying to take down Jermaine, who's the man who beat her and antagonized her and interrogated her. She's using Amber, which is the girl who she was undercover with, to try to rob the bank, to try to take Sid's money. So Sid would have to... I All loved the, this storyline. This was probably one of my favorite yeah, parts mm-hmm. of this That whole show. last season and the end of it, yeah, it was a great story. Mm-hmm. And now Amber, this storyline is, you gotta love it. Yes. You gotta love me some Charlie. Yeah. So she is looking for Reggie. Reggie knows where Jermaine is and no sandwich for Amber. That's mm-hmm. basically what I got from this first <laughs> scene here. Uh, Amber's smoking with the guards, so it kind of means that she's using, she likes to use her looks to her advantage in a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. She, you can obviously tell she doesn't. They don't. They intentionally didn't put as much makeup on Amber this time because in they season did. two, no, because in season two she was like way made up to look oh, like okay. this crazy sexy. And now uh, she just looks like chick. I just got out of prison. She looks like they made her look like she just got out of prison. And the actress is, of course, beautiful, but they do mm-hmm. a good job making it look like she's not completely forgetting about her looks. Right. right. But she doesn't have the means to be as Pretty. made up as right. she did before. Um, so they're in the Jeep. It seems like Amber's screwing around. She's like, it's sense memory. The show title! <laughs> <laughs> and then Johnny comes in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Charlie doesn't believe Amber, and she says, look, all I know is that, and there's a dirty doctor in Havana that's selling oxycodone. And Charlie's like, God damn, like, that's the first thing you should have told me. Right. As my hair flies out, because I need to get a haircut. I was looking at your hair right now. I, that's, <laughs> I got the Donald Trump going on right now. It was the excitement over the title. Sense memory. So back at the Jeep, she's looking for low volume patients, high volume prescriptions. So basically, mm-hmm. they're looking, they called it straw buyers. <laughs> Fix your thinking because that was you worse. It was better before. <laughs> now I'm all self conscious. You look good, girl. Don't worry. There you go. Yeah, all right. Good enough. I, I need to go get a haircut. Um, so. Basically, they're looking for people, doctors, or crooked doctors, pharmaceutical um, purveyors Mm -hmm. that give high volume of drugs to not too many people. So basically the main suppliers as opposed to like the the people on the street just selling a few things. Right, the actual distributors. Exactly. So Charlie and Amber, Amber really sucks at making somebody feel comfortable. Amber, you know what I actually loved about her this episode? How... she give you like she gives you anxiety because you're like shut up yes. shut up shut up stop you stop bitch. stop yes because she keeps butting in and, and Charlie I can't believe how patient she is and she's like yo shut up stop yeah I, I was, was waiting for there her so many her. yes there are so many times where I would have just blown up on her and been like yo shut f up and get in the car yeah. and locked her in there and 
Oh, it was man. ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, the, the, they scare him off, and they put the money in the trunk of their car, and then the cop drives up and like, oh, crap. So the cop arrests, arrests them, and they ask about Reggie, and the cop says, I know every dealer in the county. Don't know Reggie. Cops in on it. Immediately, I'm like, okay, great. Cops in on it. Mm-hmm. So then Amber just keeps going on and on about how they're an FBI agent and all this stuff going on. And the After cops, they've gotten arrested and are in the back of the cop car. Idiots. And the cop decides to take a left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before he knows that driving matters as he drives them down to Empire <laughs> right to after. most likely execute them. I wouldn't say the brand name right now. <laughs> um, that's actually right when we get a commercial break. Surprisingly, it's in my notes. Back with Charlie. They're stuck in the cop car. She's trying to kick the windows out. Amber's like, you've never been in the Indies before. Cop comes back with two guys with guns. One of the guys was another guy that I tried to reach out to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot <clears throat> his name. It's somewhere in here. Um dark-haired guy wants to just shoot him and be done with it. Mm-hmm. They take him to a muddy place, put him on their knees, they kick Amber into the ground, and they're holding her head in the mud. I know. That was actually... I liked that part. Me too. It just made it more intense. Not... not Monsters! No. It, no, was, it was real. Yeah, it was real. Exactly. No, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a good part. I would hate to drown on mud. Like, out of all the liquids to drown on, mud kind of just seems pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I there's some worst too. ones, yeah. but... What happened to What's-His-Face in the first season? That's the last thing I would ever Who? want to happen. The Bella? acid? Oh, the acid, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. That would not be fun. Oh, my God. I mean, ah! okay. then there's Bello pouring liquid molten lead in somebody's eyeball. That's that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, that's what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, Charlie's begging them to let mm-hmm. her up. Creepy guy wants to have sex with Charlie before they kill him. Thank God for Charlie's good looks. Because yeah. would, she would have been popped in the head right hey, before that. He could have just taken her after they killed him, so he's not that creepy. Oh, God, I know. Shut up. <laughs> what are those people called? Necrophiliacs. Ugh. It's pretty gross. Um, so the guy walks up out of his uh, out of his den before they shoot him, and he's like, "Is that Amber? You know, it's Reggie. It's Reggie. It's Reg- my name's Rodney." Oh God, that was such a that good part. Oh. She's like, "You didn't know his name." She's That's like, "Good oh. writing." God. It was good writing. It was such a perfect, necessary little twist. Like that's why nothing was adding up. But it was perfect because I didn't expect it either. Reggie, Rodney. And Amber's character would forget his name, especially if she was honed it up with him. Yeah, you know. She... Oh, oh, it's Rodney. Oh, yeah. like it was just like it was a perfect. Girl, we should have known. But mm-hmm. Reggie's just a better name for a story. I yeah. just, you know, I lied to myself. Um, Amber vouches for Charlie. So this is a big moment between Amber and Charlie right mm-hmm. now where Amber, who could have easily said that Charlie was an FBI agent and she was just there, gotten away, ran away, mm-hmm. but then she would have the heat of a dead cop on her too. So right. it could have been slightly self-serving now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she vouches for Charlie. They're back at the bayou and Charlie says she doesn't drink. This is, again, another clue that she's still pregnant. Um, it's $40,000. They want... A bunch of units for eighty bucks each, and then they're going to sell it for hundred back where it's dry. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys don't know, when people say the town's dry, it means you can't find any of the drug. Mm. Avi, <laughs> hey, it's news to me. I'm good. I'd be surprised. <laughs> Sometimes with you, Stevs. I'm just saying. What does it sound like? <clears throat> Kidding. All right, sir. We're in a drought. Yeah. California's dry right now. Yeah. I can't find any water. <laughs> right? You know, water. You know what I mean? Water. No. Um, so we got people. Uh, cop says they're in, much to Mr. Blackhaired Guy's dismay, who wanted mm-hmm. to shoot her in the first place. Cop says they are buying wholesale, so they are assuming most of the risk that the cop would usually take, and we're going to go for this deal. Yeah. All right. 
America. Which is good. Fortunately, Charlie knows what she's doing, so that was perfect. Like, he really was with it quick. He was with it. With the quickness. Yeah, she with speaks the, the lingo. You haven't said like, that much. I know. That's because it's a new season, baby. I gotta, I'm, let me find a new word for y'all. <laughs> new word? Mm-hmm. Right. Do it. So... Let's go to the front of the episode with the Armenian storyline. Mm-hmm. This is the... F- Actually, do you want to do Mike or do you want to do Armenian? Mike storyline. Let's do Mike storyline. Okay. We're going to hold you off till the oh, end. Oh, no. Save the best for last. We're going to just come crashing into you at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was... Oh, Hashtag. man, that's what I was going to do to scare her right now. I was like, oh, I'm going to kill you. No. <laughs> like, give me your wallet. I oh, it's over there. <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing we see of Mike is at Graceland in the beginning where he's taking pills and then he gets a phone call and he says, where'd you find him? And I'm just like, obviously, okay, they found Sid's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's scrambling for pills again. And he's desperate because he took some Midol, guys. Now he's taking <laughs> Midol. Paige walks in for some forms to sign. Relax, guys. They're not divorce papers. Um, no, it's just about closing the case on Sid. Asked about his spacing out like he was counting chickens, like he was he was obsessed with the chickens, like he was obsessed with the buses last season. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what I'm comparing it to. And also he was being shot at without Even blinking an eye. Yeah, so that all happened. Uh Paige and Briggs have a have a thing, that's where Pig set <laughs> Pigs. No, that's nice. where Briggs says, uh <laughs> What he asks what kind of chickens they were. He, she says reddish. Br- Briggs asks how many there were, and she doesn't know. And I'm like, he spent all that time counting them and says there's 29 of them, and you don't even listen to him. I know. He almost got killed for that number. Um, says Mike saw something in between. So yeah. we're really kind of diving into this whole near-death experience thing. I'm wondering, I'm really curious where they're going to take this storyline mm-hmm. to not alienate the audience. Right. Because right. sometimes if you get too far into that, people are like... I don't even care about the storyline anymore. Or, I mean, what happened? Or Do you not? Or are you just no, saying that's No, I do. That's I'm saying that's like, what people would be right. like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you said it's a straight face. I know. I'm sorry. Right now, your face was even better because you're like, like, you look yeah, sad. Are you getting like, oh, no. You don't care anymore? It's all good. By the way, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, shoot. Uh, Miriam is actually our replacement co-host now that Stephanie will be leaving. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? If they don't tell me what's going on with Mike's head, I'm out. Miriam, you're in. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make that um, face. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, meanwhile, while they say Mike's seen something in between, Mike goes to a dealer, gives him $80, guy gives him 5 mill- milligram pills instead of 10 milligram pills, so he's basically cheaping him. Mike shoves him against the wall, pulls a gun, I think, right? That's what mm-hmm. happened. And uh, chases him, grabs a stash in this barrel of blue goo, which mm-hmm. is a great place for a stash. Nobody's really going to reach in there. Absolutely. I wouldn't reach in there. Mike reached in there pretty haphazardly. You know, I was he thinking, really did, and I'm really happy that that guy, the dealer, said what he said. Yeah, you crooked, crooked ass junkie, junkie cop. Yeah, because that's what Mike is. He's a junkie. Ew, but it was just—it's just so sad that he knew what was up, and like that—that's all he was doing. It wasn't even like he was trying to arrest him. I mean, I got a friend who, who who's worked with the force before. He's worked alongside DEA and things like that. And he's he like, a junkie? No, I'm but he, he says that a lot of people in that position use cocaine. They use drugs like that because... Of what's going on in their lives? To mask it? To blur it? To... They use it for a variety of reasons. They use it for a variety of reasons. It's really dull work sometimes. They Mm -hmm. use it to pep themselves up. Like they use it to stay focused. They use it to ignore their real lives. That's why you see a lot of people in those positions not having solid lives outside of their job. And that's kind of another cool thing Graceland goes with. Again, this is based on On real people's stories. Mm -hmm. So it does have that aspect to it. Um, Again, I was just glad there weren't like dirty needles in that big uh, thing yeah. or more acid or something where you'd be like ah! I don't reach into goop 
Right. Hey, if you were coked out, maybe you would. But seriously, I don't. I don't reach into goop. One thing <laughs> you can know about me, which we met two hours ago, I don't reach into goop. That's just me. Do, Do you reach it? into goop? Sometimes. Well. You're in your own place. Um, <laughs> Guys, my face was really serious at that moment, too. I know it was. Uh, so Mike's in his room. He opens up the, the brown bag, and he starts taking pills. I don't think he even knows what they are. Maybe he does. Um, and he's just staring in the mirror all creepy as hell, like. like Idiot. Weird. Like, don't but you know that when you're on drugs, died. you don't look in the mirror? Oh, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> that was just the effect for us to be like, oh, God, he is tripping right now. It was shot just like that, and it was really cool because you get that effect on the. Yeah, he is not in his good mind space. No. He's mashed potato brains right now. <laughs> mashed potato brains. Stop yeah. making me hungry. <laughs> um, so, Briggs says he's looking for a new case. Um, and, well, Briggs says that Mike is. He walks in, he's looking over his papers. You don't realize it at that point, but you see that all the AK 47s are highlighted. Anything with 1010, 47, anything regarding red birds, there's a bunch of these cases highlighted with that. Um, he says people are worried. Briggs talks about an outside force, basically God. He says he's touched the face of God and got answers. And Mike says that he know, he knows the answers now, but he doesn't know what the questions are. Uh, he says he was home going through the Adirondack trees. He could smell them, started running to a tree line. says the birds took off, and he automatically knew there were 47. Uh, that was the number that we saw mm-hmm. in his journal in the first episode. <laughs> and when the birds cleared, he was at the tree, and there was no path, just a tunnel. And then he know, said that, like, 10-10 was the time. Uh, these birds and the numbers, they mean something, and I was sent back here to figure out what. Briggs says don't do it when he's getting... Oh, he says don't try to figure out what it is while you're getting shot at. Yeah. And my question right now is, does Briggs realize that Mike is addicted to pain pills and going through this change? Because I feel like Briggs as a character would be the one who would most it. relate with that and most easily identify it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he'd be other two things. One, he wants to put Mike in a position where he can't handle it anymore. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> two, like I said before, those are very touchy situations where you can't just come at somebody. Like, why do you think... Um, remember that show, The Intervention Show? Mm-hmm. How emotional and how... It's, like, scary when that happens and then people get so defensive and then you can't do anything to help them. Ultimately, when people are going to make a very important decision in their life, like, stop using drugs or whatever, you have to do it on your own. Like, it has to be your own decision. Either that or he's going to get ruined because they're going to send him to rehab and then that just doesn't even allow him to be in the force anymore. And so he's it's like, there's so no happy medium. Focused on the art <clears throat> thing, you know, it's kind of like an obsession, I feel like. Exactly. Every character kind of finds this obsession with they something. Do. And I mean, that's the work. That's, the, that's what they're there right. for. I just... I'm wondering, though... I just wish that he would have looked into it more as a dream, though, because my... I mean, I have dreams where if... If there's anything specific in them, like my mom always used to tell me to write them down because they come in your mm. life later, I just think it's silly that he's thinking that it's an answer he needs to find. I wish he just saw it more as a deja vu or something that might be of significance later, but just to remember it so that when it comes up, then you do something about it. Right. Whereas he's just kind of going nuts about it. He's like, no, it's it's... I have to solve this. Looking for it constantly yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, people have dreams all the time. How come just when you have a dream, when you're close to death, you automatically assume that it's otherworldly? Right. I mean, That's I have true. a feeling... I mean, the way the writing usually happens, and I'm not going to like what I'm about to say. Um, 
is we're going to see all the signs in the last episode of the season, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like little things that really don't matter that much. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, though. That's why I was like, I wish he just would have identified it that way, because that's mostly what it is. It's almost just something that'll happen in your life, and it could either be just the number 47 at the scene of when they finally get Carlito or something like that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so many... Yeah, it I mean, probably will be like that. Because I've had dreams that I've experienced an entire location that I've never been in my life, mm-hmm. and then I find out five years later, I recognize a place that I am. Right. Yeah. And, like, before, I'd never been to L.A., mm-hmm. but I'm walking down the street of L.A., I'm filling out an application, I'm like, I've been here before. Exactly. It's like you have those deja moments. Mm-hmm. It's not even really deja vu, because deja vu experience... Oh, yeah, again, it's, it's more of you distinctly remember your dream as mm-hmm. opposed to just having a memory of seen it before. Right. It's really weird. People have it all the time. I don't know why Mike is getting so obsessed with it. Probably it just so because it was so death. close to like death. Like you said, yeah, I was limbo and, and he was dead. And you're always going to look for some kind of significance and like, oh, you're, like, it's you're important. important. Yeah, and it's because he said because he was dead, I think that that's where he's like, no, that's why I'm back. Mm-hmm. Now he's stuck on it. Purpose. Briggs is going to be like, look, Mike, I didn't want to have to tell you this, but. You know, as kind of a prank, when you went in the hospital, we sneaked a little acid into your into your juice box. You know, we didn't want for this karm to come from it, but you were tripping LSD so hard that your heart stopped. And then we had to revive you, brother, but that's all it was. <laughs> Sid actually is not real. He never was real. Johnny was tripping acid, too. Lucia's not real. She's a bag of flour. He's been humping it for weeks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Right? I don't want to imagine. Rewrites. Like, what? Yeah. Just watching this, like, that's brilliant. <laughs> so I want to take a moment here to give shout-outs to people because that's kind of what we do here at the Graceline After Show. So I'm going to give a shout-out to people on Twitter real quick. Uh, the lovely Miss CK says, can we start a prayer circle for Mike? Because he needs it so bad. Uh, she also says, I'm so ready for After Buzz TV Graceland. We need some Stephen Lemieux and Stephanie George to discuss this episode because oh. holy S. Uh, shout out to Graceland TV UK. Thanks, Manny boo. was great in the boat scene. The ocean is the best place to do it. Yeah. Everyone needs to listen to Charlie. And we care about Mike's storyline. <laughs> Tracy Hickson at DJ Tino 224 says, I do not trust that state trooper at all. I mean, I think we all well, kind yeah, of really did. Oh, yeah, we didn't. can't. He's not the, one of the good ones. <laughs> He's not there to help. Um, Tracy Hickson in the chat says, He's seen Mike take the pills. That's Mike's ta- type A brain, though. Tracy Hickson also says, What about the chickens? <laughs> chickens? Um, Heimsdahl Asgard says, Um, she purdy. Pretty sure they're talking about you. <laughs> Is it too no, early to say that the real way hashtag redeem page does happen? Is she saves Mike from overdosing? It's an interesting thought. That's good. You're right. Lovely Mystic says, It seemed like Johnny was, Oh, yeah, never mind me. I just killed Sid and I'm in so much trouble, but I'm no good. Let me help you guys out. My stuff can wait. Okay, so maybe Um, he wasn't being ignored. He just wanted to focus on something else for a little while. Maybe Um, he just needed to do something good for a little bit because he hasn't been done anything. So, uh, by the way, guys, if you want a shout on the show, um, aside from commenting in the chat, the one way to do it for (laughs) sure. He wants you to go on iTunes. (laughs) You need to go on iTunes. I mean, she'll tell you. Say, iTunes. <laughs> good job, good job. Yeah. Go on iTunes. Go on know. iTunes. Type in that search bar after Buzz Graceland. Click on the first podcast you see. It's pretty obvious. It has this logo here. And hit that five star and leave a review. And we will give you a shout out on the show. We only have one review in the last week, so I'm going to have Miss Miriam read it. It's the one right at. Th- uh-huh. Actually, let me. Yeah, it's that one right at the top there. So go ahead and read it. Okay. I love the Graceland show. Stephanie and Steven are both hilarious. Thanks. (laughs) And I love hearing their thoughts and opinions on the show and the characters. I always look forward to their after show. Keep up the great work. And who said it? 
fruit tree? tree. Fruit tree. Interesting. Right. Fruit tree. I like how you spelled fruit. With two O's. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I was like, like oh, oh. Thanks, right. fruit tree. We thank, love you thank, too. All right. So, we're not that funny, but I appreciate you saying we're hilarious. No, you're funny. <laughs> all right. So moving on, we're finally to the Armenian storyline. Crash! Yeah, dang it, yes! <gasps> Make that ridiculous face. I'm gonna pop your hair back and you can't yeah. do anything about it. Can you give hey, us the scene? Hey, that's real. Okay, that's real. Give us the scene. Okay, I'm gonna set it up for you. I'm gonna set it up for you, Mary. Okay. Alright, so you're sitting. You're sitting in your car. You're just minding your own business. You're doing your makeup while you're driving. Suddenly the crash! Oh! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. For those of you not watching live, we reenacted the entire scene yes, for you. Yes, we did. There you go. And that's why she's on Graceland. She's a Hi. great actress. So let's go ahead and <laughs> the Armenian storyline. Layla's in the car. She says her father is Martun Sarkissian. He will kill my you. My father is Martun Sarkissian. You yeah. kill my father. Prepare to die. He takes her purse, finds her phone, finds Kobe's another number, and throws away a Michael Kors purse. That's what Stephanie Georgie was worried most I about. I did. I'm she's sorry. sorry. I was like, that's a Michael Kors. What you doing? She's not worried that she's traumatized. She's worried that freaking Briggs won't re-gift that Michael Kors purse. It's true. Could have been for Charlie. Yeah. Could have been. Alright, so Colby is, uh, okay, so Briggs chases down Colby, mm-hmm. uh, finds out that, uh, where he is. Obviously, we know Colby knows Briggs is there because there's just a propane tank sitting in the middle of the ground. Puts a gun to him, and that's where Briggs decides to just start talking to him and basically tells him what's all going on um, well, I have a question about Layla, though. What was the point of that little commotion? Just to see that something had happened? What to commotion? Her? That car crash? Yeah. Um, I think it was to show that Briggs was taking her stuff. Yeah, but... He wanted Ari on his toes. <clears throat> um, and I think he... I believe he wanted Ari on his toes. I think the car crash was just to get the phone, mm-hmm. make it look like a random hit. And while they're but looking did Ari for the know guy, that it was Briggs? No. No, he didn't. Okay, just making sure. Nobody knows that it was Briggs. Also, Layla's a racist. I know. She you won her. Terrible <laughs> that person. That was so... I love that he said that. Oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, but she's really not. But yeah, <laughs> I guess she kind of is, but yeah. Oh, my God. He was wearing a mask. He was wearing a mask, but she said he was black. Layla's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. Can we okay. please? He's so funny. So, I can't find... I can't find my note on this scene, but basically, Colby talks to Briggs and basically says that Logan kept him in longer than he wanted to be, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't take no for an answer, and what set him off and made him need to get out was, basically, they were talking to this guy who was trying to sell him AK-47s, but it was actually some Red War PP9s, mm-hmm. and the guy didn't know. He didn't know the difference. He was just trying to sell guns to Ari because he wanted to make some money. And Colby knew the guy wasn't lying. Mm -hmm. He knew it wasn't like a malicious act to set Ari up or anything. But you don't do that with Ari. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as he's apologizing, Ari ties him with chains and ties him to the back of the car and tells Colby to drive until he can't run anymore. And after we've seen what he did to Chester Cheeto, I mean, I I wouldn't put it past him. And that guy was a billionaire. Like, I wouldn't either. That's so sad. And he said that it, it wasn't until 65 miles before I stopped hearing the screaming. Oh my god, that is terrifying. Imagine having to run. And you know you would start running too. (laughs) You guys are gonna freaking hate me, but this whole scene I was kind of laughing to myself for a terrible reason. Which scene? Because you were imagining it? Because I was just thinking of National Lampoon's vacation with the dog, and they're just like, you know, 
probably made it more than three or four miles or so until he just gave out. Oh, <laughs> like, this is the God. worst scene ever. <laughs> no, I but I'm just thinking of that damn <laughs> cop holding the collar, and the dog was just such an asshole in that Such sense memory, I mean. Oh, no. No, totally. <laughs> That's so sad. It's an animal. Isn't that horrible? No, Have you seen the movie, National Lampoon's Vacation? Yes, I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. All right. So... Colby, they take Colby back to Graceland. Colby's a little jealous. He's like, man, they had me stay in this really crappy crab hole. Graceland's so nice. Colby was in the place that they sent Briggs to originally, too. Stags this band nice. Yeah. Going to sleep, listening to Honda, Honda, Honda. Oh, yes, Poppy, Honda. Oh, no. I like how you threw a Poppy in there. You got to throw the Poppy in there. Where did it come from? So, uh, Briggs offers a room, says one's opening up soon. That's when Mike says Paige is staying, and Mike knows that, uh, this kind of shows that Mike somewhat has his head together still. Mm-hmm. When Mike says, oh, Colby, he's the guy who was mm-hmm. on, on the Sarkissian case, right? And Briggs like, how do you know? He's like, he's got the black cross. And we find out that he got that as a sign of respect in right. the clan, basically, when he was a year undercover. When you have to, because you just keep trying to move, like prove to them that right. you're real. Yeah. yeah, so Briggs God, says that... I have to get a tattoo for that. Ugh, oh, on God. your neck. I was looking at people who scar earlier, where they like literally strip off pieces of flesh and let it scar. It, it's like, why do people do this? It's for ridiculous. fun? No, like for oh. instead of a tattoo, they cut off squares in a pattern of their skin, but they're literally flaying them. So I, 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 oh my god, I just, I just can't, I just can't with it's that. It's making me feel really forclapsed. It's. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll give you a topic. Dis- Grace Land and Miriam. That's it. Discuss. Okay, so Briggs now offers Mike a role in the plan, too, and Mike's like, yeah, sure, let me just go rob this drug dealer real quick. Um, he doesn't really say that, but that's what he means. Colby is talking about where to execute the plan. Briggs basically tells him the plan's airtight, nothing can go wrong. Mm-hmm. This is the second time we're thinking that, oh, everything's going to be all right, nothing can go wrong, we know that something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And apparently Briggs needs Graceland. Uh, he needs their help for this mm-hmm. mission. So... Ari, he goes back to Ari. Ari says that Martun is code red because of the car accident. She says it was a black man. She says he was wearing a hood, but Layla's racist. <laughs> Terrible person. Oh. Black lives matter, okay? Absolutely. Please don't put this on Layla. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so Ari's worried about Martun finding about him and Layla. Briggs invites him to Nancy's, which is a bar. And he says, no, take Hovick and check out the crash site. Um, back with Graceland, all of them are involved in the plan with Ari no longer a threat to the living. That's how they want the plan to end. Charlie enters. She doesn't want to do it. She gives in. And then Johnny enters. And just like last season, Johnny's like, yo, I really need your help. I really need your help. Mm-hmm. And Briggs is like, or Jake's is like, man, he's hanging by a thread. And Briggs is like, no. Just one moment. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's do this first, and then we'll get can to Can we you. finish my storyline so we can put <clears throat> that right. story in a next episode, please? Mm-hmm. I, I just know. I just really don't want to have that in this episode. That's more episode <laughs> four. This is episode three. Right. We should introduce uh, Johnny, oh, right. um, Johnny's character to Layla, and then maybe he'll fall in love again. Yeah, he can have two drug lord maybe daughters. Maybe Lucia dies. Oh, we'll go to, oh, oh, I know. He can, he can play which drug lord daughters puts is better. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Glove. It's like a velvet glove. Oh my god. Hey, that's really good. good it's like velvet glove. It's like velvet. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot, but then gets dirty over time. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> Shut up. So Go Briggs says Johnny and they'll help after. So Arya and Briggs at the bar, he's looking for ass, and basically he says that he got a text from Layla. Danny says, you spent all day looking for asshole who hit me. You're my, my hero. hero. Hug, kiss, hug, kiss, smiley face. <laughs> P.S. Love you. I really wanted to say it just like that, but you know. Did you actually text uh, the actor who plays Ari that, you know? 
Layla did. Of course she did. Totes. Totes. All right. And this is where he describes where we met her at the pool party, spilling her bikini wet. She's 20. We find out she's 20. So mm-hmm. at least she's not like 16, 17. Because you didn't really know. Oh. I mean, you didn't know. Like, that could have been like the added thing. Like, I hope the boss is, doesn't find out mm-hmm. because I'm screwing his teenage daughter. This now it seems like, okay, maybe the boss wouldn't kill him since she's of age at least. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ari says maybe he'll talk to her. And then he orders to Iraq. And it's a big drink. Briggs is like, don't kill yourself over this. Ari, you know, it's just puts. Mm-hmm. And then we get Ari waking up in a car with tubes through him. He's covered in blood. He doesn't know what to think. And his fingers are really messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew His nail was, like, ripped was. off. Yeah, but then it was at the ends of his... It looked like they were burned or... Like a blister or something. Like blisters or even maybe a cigarette burn or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It was kind of crazy. Um, he's covered in blood, and he calls Briggs. Yeah, I don't think that that had anything to do with Briggs, but whatever. We'll see. No, Briggs is the laundry room waiting for a call, so exactly. I think it does, yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. Whatever. Because I, I, I thought that as well, but then when Briggs smiles when he gets off the phone, I think that's, my plan is working flawlessly, like I said it would, because mm-hmm. it's airtight. <laughs> but this guy's unpredictable. You can't yeah. have an airtight plan when somebody like Ari is unpredictable. So, have you gotten to work with San- Daniel Sunjata? No. Yeah, uh... Well, yeah, he stole her day. purse. Oh, right, yeah, he right, stole right, my right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Also, question: What, what did, did you get the actual like <gasps> impact? I want to say that's probably I top five part of my top five favorite experiences from Graceland was seeing the car crash. Um, oh, you weren't in it. Yes, I was. <laughs> no, no, but no, no, like obviously yeah. they wouldn't let me. I've wrecked plenty of cars, guys. But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I it was. I, I'd never seen that happen ever, like on a set. So it was really interesting to see how they did it. And when you were in it for like the freaking out part, what kind of preparation did you have to do? Um, they're really great about giving you time and making sure like you did get you to were there. I was just gonna say because I would be like, right, let me just sit here for a second. Yeah, like, I would just you know while they were prepping, I would just take my moment and you know really. You just have to create that sphere and that bubble of influence. Oh, and, like, man, really, you see like, that freak out. That's and, always been my difficult thing is to imagine how to. Have something dramatic happen, right? I mean, there's, I mean, I could do, you know, dialogue and everything yeah. else, but to be like, okay, go. Ah! You just go to like the dark places and hope that they carry you through. And mm-hmm. do, do you have some dark places? As dark as crazy. Would you like to talk three? about them on the after show? <laughs> no, I'm just you know, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, we will be seeing you on the next episode, correct? I think you guys should just watch. Ah, just watch. Just watch. Really anything. Um, so what projects do you have going on right now? What, what can um, you promote? It's been really exciting since Graceland. Um, I feel like you can never talk about anything until the big guy gives you permission. Mm-hmm. So I just have stuff in the works. Hopefully I can come see you guys later. Yeah. Holla. I got this stuff going on. Um, but yeah, just keeping busy. So it's been great since. Uh, did Graceland spark some things for you? or? Yeah, Graceland was an amazing opportunity, amazing experience. And um Definitely, definitely. And we are going to see you in at least like a couple of more episodes. Or do you die? Just tune in. Or do you die? I'm actually wondering if they're going to kill her. No. What if Ari kills her? Honestly, what if Briggs has killed her and then blamed it on Ari? (sighs) I I don't know. Let's go to predictions. Yeah. Wrap up some predictions real quick. (laughs) If you had to guess, oh, you can predict on the other storylines. No, on everyone else's storyline. Oh, yeah, script. that's good. Um, How does Dale Jakes die? No, shut up. He doesn't die. No, he doesn't. What? I know. <laughs> does that happen? No, I don't know. Nobody told me about it. <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't die. Next question. What could you see happening? I'm, I'll start my predictions. Is it true that Mike cracked corn and he doesn't care? 
I'm wondering, do you think that Lucia's going to die? Yeah, I do. Oh, oh man. I wholeheartedly believe that Lucia's going to die. Yeah. And Eric's going to die. Together, maybe. Just because I have. <gasps> like in the. Maybe they kill each other. Oh, no. No, no I, I, I said that. it from episode one. I'm saying that Eric's going to put her in a position that. Johnny's gonna choose to save Lucia over himself, and then Lucia's gonna shoot and have both of them die. Oh my god! Lucia's gonna gonna basically commit suicide with her brother to save Johnny. Oh shit! So Johnny's I'm sorry. In, oh my god! Sorry. Johnny's in a, so good Johnny's in, in a position that could save Lucia, but or that could save Lucia if he gives himself up, mm-hmm. and he's gonna do it. And that's when Lucia. And we're gonna, acts. That's a wrap with the Solanos. Ooh. That's a wrap with the Solanos because we can't keep that storyline going forever. There's. Yeah. Honestly, there's going to be Johnny and Lucia in love, it's and then Unless it's just gonna, up. It's going to pull him away from Graceland, and then yeah. if they want him to actually seriously be a character on the show for more than three, four seasons, uh, he can't have a love interest that's that yeah. serious right now. So she's going to die. She's okay. going to die. Sorry, Jamie Gray Hyder, I love you. You've been on the show. Yeah. Sorry, Eric Valdez, love you. Been on the show. You're both going to die this season. I like them both actually. So it would be like a bummer, but mm-hmm. it's TV. It's TV. It's gonna happen. It's real life, you know. Have, um, did you think? What did you think of doing it? Do you have any like what you would think would happen for anything? Or I don't know. What would you want to happen? Um, I, I really don't know. I would like to see something happen with Jake's. Mm-hmm. You know, like have him like. I don't know. Another storyline like last year, or somehow I, I get really, more involved. Something like or that. Or are you giving us a hint? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I had a hint to give. Trust me, I no, I have no hints to give. But I, I like. I can't even. I, I really enjoy the different storylines right now, especially the Armenian storyline. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> anything with Layla involved, you seem to like it. Hashtag a lot. Layla. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Okay. I like watching all of them on screen. They're all likable, so it's just right. it's. Well, you have to come back when your story evolves, and then we can discuss further. Yeah. Or just come back every week. And yeah. just, I mean, you're, you're in L.A. You're in L.A. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're like the first person I've met in person, that aside from everyone else on the show, that actually watches every episode. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, meet I mean, a lot of people who are up to date on the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I'm not going to... Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I... I don't say but. You're on no, the show. You can't say but. I hadn't seen it until I turned up on Netflix, and I literally binged both season within, like, a couple of days. Yeah. I was like, I have to know what happens. I have to know what And I love binging shows. So. Yeah. First season it's is the best probably way to do one it. Of the, yeah. the first season's probably one of the best pilot seasons of TV I've seen. I have, the pilot was pretty good. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the whole season carried really well, and I was interested to see what happened. That twist at the end of the pilot. Yeah. Where Briggs is Odin, you're like, what? Yeah. I think that that, that is crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty sure that was the twist. Was that the pilot? I, I don't remember. Either way, it's a great season. Anyway, yeah. all right, uh, let's go ahead and roll that outro music. Sadly, we're out of time. We're ten oh. minutes negatively out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. No, of course. Where um, where can they find you again? Oh yeah, um, at Miriam Sine Twitter, at Miriam Sine Instagram. Um, yeah, I promise to tweet something good. <laughs> Something yeah, you'll retweet our show. Give us a favorite follow, y'all. Amazing. No, yeah. No. Well, y'all can follow me on Twitter at, and on Instagram and Snapchat at Stephanie G. And actually, Instagram is the Stephanie Georgie. Whatever. Y'all know how to find me. <laughs> Let me know if you have any questions for her. Uh, you guys can find me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, uh, starting the Fear of the Walking Dead after show, as well as the Strain after show. I might have to drop one because, my God, I'm going to be too busy. As well as Killjoys after show on Sundays. Uh, one last prediction. I think we're going to bring back Dale Jakes' son through him needing a cover that requires him to be a father. <gasps> That's a good one. I know. Okay. Uh, this has been 
Uh, your Graceland after this show. This has been your Graceland after show. Season three, ya. episode three. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Bye next guys. week. Thanks Bye. for watching. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 